This is QJ Martin, and you're listening to the Write a Novel Podcast, providing you with the tools and tricks you need to write a novel. Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of the Write a Novel Podcast. This episode is a milestone of sorts. It's my 30th episode, and even if you only count the ones that were released this year specifically, it's my 26th. So, no matter how he slice it, I am halfway towards the goal of having 52 episodes this year. Now, let's just ignore the fact that I reached the halfway point for the year a month late, and not mention my inability to actually release weekly episodes of the podcast, or the fact that season 2 of my podcast alone is supposed to have 52 episodes because it's a guide to write your novel in 52 weeks. Anyway, you just have to accept the victories as they come and not be too hard on yourself over your losses. Now, I have a lot of projects in the work, and with everything I'm working on at the moment, I'm happy that I still have the opportunity to put out podcasts like this one on a reasonably regular basis. Okay, so have you ever read a book and said to yourself, Wow, this writer is a genius. She must be so smart. Or, I can't believe how much research he must have put into writing this book. If you're like me, that no doubt makes you feel fairly inadequate in comparison. I mean, how am I supposed to write a book that good? I'm not an expert about anything. Well, sometimes your favorite authors are true geniuses. But sometimes... They might just be faking it. And the best part is that you can do that too. But before we get into how to do that, let's go over the writing term of the week. This week's term is background characters. Background characters are ones who, surprise, surprise, appear in the background of a story. This means that they're not the focus of the novel, like primary or main characters are and they almost never have a profound impact on the plot, like many side characters or secondary characters do. They also do not have character development, and more than likely they don't have any defined motivations or goals within the plot of the story either. Background characters are often included in order to make the world feel large or lived in. They usually serve as part of the setting for the story. For example, in Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, the majority of the elves and dwarves at the Council of Elrond are background characters. They are included to accurately depict the importance of the One Ring to Middle-earth as a whole, but they do not impact the story, and most of them don't even have names that are mentioned on screen. All this being said, if you find that a background character is starting to have a larger role in your story, perhaps appearing several times or clearly defining their wants, needs, and actions, then it may be time to rethink their role in your novel. Such characters could be developed until they're secondary or even primary characters. Other examples of background characters include the nurse in the opening chapter of Ender's Game, who removes the monitor from Ender's neck, and Patrick from The Fault in Our Stars, 
who heads up the cancer support group that led to Hazel and Gus meeting for the first time. It's worth mentioning that the fact that Patrick has a backstory and several lines of quirky dialogue does not elevate him to the role of a secondary character in this novel. He's still a two-dimensional character with no discernible goals, character arc, or effect on the story as a whole. So who is your favorite background character? Maybe it's that guy who says, You can do it! from every Adam Sandler movie in existence. Or the guy in Avatar that shouts, Get some! before murdering a bunch of natives. Let me know on Twitter at QJ underscore author or head over to my website at thewriterseverything.org slash transcripts so that you can comment on this post directly. Alright, so we all appreciate when an author knows what they're talking about, when they do their research, or when you learn things from their writing that you didn't even know that you didn't even know. I mean, Andy Weir's books, The Martian and Artemis, both blew me away with their barrages of fascinating scientific detail regarding life on Mars and the Moon, respectively. At the same time, however, I think we can all point to a time when we were trying out a new author or a new series, and we got to a point that was just so painfully inaccurate that we couldn't even bring ourselves to go on reading. Nothing ruins the reader's experience quicker than inaccuracies and inconsistencies. For us as writers, however, this presents us with a little bit of a problem. There is no person that knows everything about everything, especially not us. But there are countless people who know everything about something. Now we know that if you want to be a successful author, your readership has to expand. The more your readership expands, the more experts will be pouring over your writing. Now, as smart or determined as you may be, you are unfortunately nothing in comparison with the combined IQs of hundreds, if not thousands, of different readers. So how can our work stand a chance against that? Maybe the key lies in the age-old adage of, write what you know. But seriously, who wants to read about a 29-year-old man who's never lived in a town of more than 20,000 people, and never had more than an entry-level position at any of his numerous jobs? That sounds pretty boring, doesn't it? Maybe the answer is to do more research. Well, that's true. Research is extremely important and can greatly improve the quality of your work, as well as the ability for it to stand up under scrutiny. However, it's simply not possible to do research about everything. And sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. The solution, I believe, is to trick your readers by manipulating them early on into believing that you know exactly what you're talking about. Readers want to be entertained, and they're willing to check their scrutiny at the door if you're able to quickly and powerfully earn their trust. The podcast Writing Excuses has discussed an idea several times that I actually really like. The basic concept is that, as writers, we have a budget of free passes, or gimmies, there are a certain number of things that you can expect your readers to accept without question. 
The thing is though that your budget is not fixed. You can actually earn extra free passes to your reader's suspension of disbelief. They're almost like a sort of currency. Every time you convince your reader that you've done your research and you know what you're talking about, you earn another free pass to be used down the line as needed. And because of this, your readers will be more and more inclined to put faith in you as a writer and believe that you know what you're talking about. How well does this free pass idea work? Well, to answer that, let's think again about one of Andy Weir's books, The Martian. Now, as I said earlier, the level of detail in his books absolutely blows me away. The Martian, unfortunately, though, does have one small problem. The entire premise of the novel is based on a Martian storm that could never possibly exist in Mars' thin atmosphere. Now, does that stop us from enjoying the book? No, because the quality of the book as a whole earned that free pass. So how can we make sure that our books earn enough free passes to cover any potential mistakes or leaps in logic that we may have? Well, that's what I'm going to be answering in part two of this podcast, using the BBC drama Sherlock as a guide. So make sure you subscribe to the Write a Novel podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening on so that you can catch Season 1, Episode 11 as soon as it's released. Okay, so now it's time for this week's character development question, which is, what is the character's birthday? Knowing the date of your character's birthday can be helpful as you organize the details of your story. For example, if you have a coming-of-age story with the main character buying alcohol, you'll either want to make sure that the character is old enough to buy alcohol legally, or that the character has taken the steps needed in order to fake his age and buy alcohol illegally. Now, if you choose to go with the latter option, then you'll also have to consider what ramifications their choice to break the law will have on them and perhaps even the plot of the novel. Now in Titanic, we see that the birthday of the main character, Rose DeWitt, is important to the modern day team that is searching for the heart of the ocean diamond because it helps them determine whether her claim of being a passenger on the Titanic is even feasible or not. In X-Men Dark Phoenix, Eric Lencher should be 62 years old because he was born in 1930. But the actor playing him, Michael Fassbender, is nearly two decades younger, and they make no attempts whatsoever to try to age him up in order to make his portrayal more accurate. And finally, we're going to have our writing prompt of the week. This week's prompt, like this episode, is going to be a two-parter. So, for this week, you're going to invent a new technology. Now make sure one of its abilities is grounded in reality, such as the ability to make calls around the world. Then add a second ability that is currently impossible, like say holographic video chats, or the ability to make calls all the way to Mars. Save your invention for our next episode, and we'll experiment with different ways for you to earn your free pass so that your audience believes in the impossible. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Write a Novel podcast. 
If you'd like to read the transcript of this episode, you can find it at thewriterseverything.org slash transcripts. If you'd like to listen to future episodes, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening on. And be sure to give it a rating while you're at it to let me know what you think of the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash qjmartin. For your convenience, all the reference links will also be in the show notes. Music